All right. Welcome to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we got a full show for you tonight. The end might be over, or the, the season might be over for the Vikings, uh, but you can't get rid of us that that easily. We're going to continue to be here uh, as emotional support people for all of you, and uh, let's get it going. Welcome to Vikings Happy Hour, where we mix our favorite beverage and talk of your Minnesota Vikings. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour. I'm your host, Matt Anderson, joined tonight by my co-host, Ryan Ortega, and producer Dave is back there behind the screen, but he he likes to come out on Wednesday nights, uh, mainly to drink, I think, and just show everybody what he's drinking it. And something that we have in common with the Vikings, actually, is, is that we've lost our roots. The roots to this show were all about drinking, sharing what we had. And we just, as, as the season heartbreak continued, we kind of lost that, that path. And so let's, let's start there uh, and, and, and pick up where we started this season. So, Ryan, how are you and what are you drinking on this fine first Wednesday of 2022. You know, I'm doing well. Uh, you know, obviously season's over and, and that's tough, but, uh, you know, doing pretty well. We're, pl- uh, we're going heading to Disney on Monday. So we're doing a lot of that oh. pre-packing and all of that stuff right now. So uh, a little stressful in the Ortega household, a little bit. I, I my wife's bearing a lot <laughs> of that burden. Uh, but yes, I, I, you know, it's good. And yes, I'm drinking tonight. I'm, Finally finishing off that double oaked uh, Woodford Reserve oh, that I had purchased, I like um, and I'm happy to get. I'm happy to get through it. I, it. It was good. It's it's a good bourbon. I'd recommend anyone who likes uh, kind of a stiffer, less sweet bourbon. It, it's it's really solid. I I'm one that typically drinks almost all my bourbon neat, um, and this one I need ice. I can't drink it just straight. Um, so I, I'm finally finishing that off and. I feel like I'm going to drink a lot tonight, just given you know what we're talking about and what and whatnot. Absolutely. So I did pull out my new bottle of Four Roses Small Batch to uh, to, to open that up uh, again. I got a couple more treats up in there, but uh, yeah, I'll save those for another day. <laughs> Which Disney awesome. are you going to? We're going to World uh, down in Orlando. Um, so okay. I think I'm going to be in Joseph's part of the country over here. Um, and oh. uh, yeah, we'll be there for, we'll be there for a few days. Uh, first time for all five of us, my wife and I never went as kids. And uh, of course our kids haven't gone yet. So it uh, should be fun. It'll should be fun. exhausting. I'll bet you that. <laughs> I enjoy, enjoy I the, enjoy, enjoy the alcohol now before you get down there. Cause it's uh, it's going to be a lot more expensive too. In the park. Uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, Dave, before I get to you, shout out to everybody in the chat. It's already, I mean, the show just started and I feel like the comments are just flying through. So a couple, couple things put in, in the chat, what you guys are drinking tonight. I've seen a couple Mary's on Mary's hanging out with her buddy captain. Uh, so <laughs> there you go there. <laughs> um, and then later in this show, we're actually going to do a little bit of uh, a Q and a, so if you guys have questions you want us to answer, I know sometimes the shows get a little bit packed, but, but we have some time in tonight's show 
made out for that. So uh, thanks for joining and, and put some ch- uh, comments in the chat there. Uh, Dave. Hey, hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Matt, we need to put yeah. a Bunda, Bundaberg rum. Stephen Powers drinking that. We need to put that on okay. the list to maybe try at some point here. He says finest ever. So not a huge rum guy, but I do enjoy it from time to time. So might have to give it a try. Okay. Cool. It's 2022. It's, it's an opportunity for, for new things. Don't be afraid of change. <laughs> uh, hey, Dave, what are you Joseph drinking there. tonight? Ryan, Ooh. willing to buy a beer? I always got, I, I always got you, Joe, <laughs> whenever, whenever you're ready. I am drinking another light circus hazy IPA because I put it in my beer mug, glass beer mug that matches the icons of this show because Let's go. that's what we like to do. Tito's anyone? Uh, Vodka? Yeah. Nick. Nick Nicholas is ask, asking about Tito's. I, I don't know. I've I mean I drink Tito's with, with some like mixed drinks, but I don't know if I've ever sipped it. Uh maybe it's good. Kettle one I think is, is a good one to sip if you're going for vodka. Uh, yeah, I'm not Texas much of a vodka Tower. drinker myself. Is the one I like. If anyone's drinking tequila in the chat, let, let us know there. <laughs> I, got, uh, I got so many bottles up of tequila up there, I'm ready to bust that out. I, uh, when when uh, when the ball dropped, my wife and I took a, a nice little shot of the tequila. That's always a good that's always a good way to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, well, well, so I mentioned it pre-show with with just you two, but uh, I went. I was uh, fortunate enough. I, I I don't know if fortunate's the right word, but I was in Lambo this past weekend. Uh, I I just want to say that I was in Lambo. I I don't really remember it. Um, and therefore, tonight I am not really drinking much of anything besides tea. I think Ooh. I might be coming down with a cold. Uh, I guess I could could splash some. Would you splash whiskey into tea? That doesn't yes, seem right. Well, and if you, yeah, you have would. it warm, it's a hot toddy. Yes, and it does help. It oh, does shit. have medicinal. Yeah, I was, was going to say if you're feeling a little sick, I always I always start with the bourbon when I'm feeling a little sick, and that just Oof. cleans you right out, kills everything. Man, I, I don't berry brandy for Raymond. I don't know if I could do that. Man, I'm I'm loving all this the the well, I'm loving all the drinking tonight. Not myself, but for you guys, that's. <laughs> Are that's you fantastic. still hungover from Lambo? Is that what it is? You can't keep you. <clears throat> hey, why yeah, don't you I, tell I, our, why don't you tell this show about the little adventure you had at Lambo? I want to hear about the car drive home. You know, I, I want to hear oh, about yeah. the, the whole Lambo adventure here from Matt. Yeah, absolutely. We can we can talk about it. So uh, a few of my buddies and I, we went down to, to Green Bay uh, for just a weekend. They're all Packer fans. So we uh, we drive into town Saturday night. You know, we watch – was Saturday the, the Winter Classic? Was that on Saturday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must have been. Yes, it was. Yep. Watch the Winter Classic. Uh, hit some hit some of the the restaurants in Titletown for dinner. You know, stay up pretty late Saturday night partying. Sunday comes, and the only way to stay warm when it's cold out, aside from bundling up and being an adult, uh, is to just get drunk and get as drunk as you possibly can. And that was really my mindset going into that game because I was I I paid money to go watch. Sean Mannion quarterback this team. 
So <laughs> the great I didn't want to remember it. So yeah, so we we go to the game. Uh, we we pregame very heavily uh, beforehand. Uh, next thing I know, I'm waking up heading back home on Monday, uh, and about two hours into the four hour car ride, we just had to make we we had to pull over for a hot second. Uh, <laughs> I, I was not feeling the greatest, and and after we pulled over, I felt better. So that. <laughs> Still not great, but better. <laughs> well, you you were definitely on the "I love you, man." I love you, man. I kind of <laughs> love love drunk on uh, Sunday night. So, well, Anthony, okay. uh, well, empathizes with you and said it would be understanding after that last game. Absolutely, yeah, and you know, it's if if you haven't gone to Lambo before, I highly recommend it, it was a great time. I wish the outcome would have obviously been different. Um, and, and so do a lot of the people in the Vikings organization right about now, but, um, I wouldn't drink as much if, if you go, that, that, that would just be my only advice. So <laughs> hey, by, uh, by the, by like mid, I don't know, mid afternoon, I definitely was like, I think Matt's probably going to be passing out in the stands by, by half time. <laughs> That was just based on the text text we were getting. Yeah, hey, well, hey you got to okay. enjoy it. You got to enjoy it. You know, I love it. I love when you get like that. You're boring. Yeah, as exactly. Hell right now, so. He's a happy drunk. Boring. He is. <laughs> he is the happiest drunk. Actually, I love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Dan, yes. Ryan, I'm going to have you recap the Vikings Packer game because I think the only thing I saw. Um, was my seat probably i i don't i don't really remember a whole lot from the game um have not gone back to watch it nor at this point do i care you don't want to Uh, (laughs) so ryan give me a little recap on what you saw on sunday uh and, and and what inevitably uh destroyed our playoffs hopes yeah um you know, I, I will start out by saying that obviously it didn't help ha- not having Kirk Cousins, right? Like for all the, I guess, negatives we talk regarding his contract or his leadership style or whatever, he still is a damn good quarterback. Like I don't think anyone out there is going to sit here and say he's not a good quarterback. I think the worst you'll hear is he's an average one, but I think most educated fans will say he's above average. Like he, he's pretty solid. Yeah. So missing a, a player of that caliber in, in an important game. And, and again, people will go back to, well, if he was vaccinated again, he get, I think he tested positive, like super late in the week. So even if he was vaccinated, he still would he have still had to through protocols. There's no way he could have made it uh, to the game. So I don't think the vaccination status really mattered in this situation. Um, not to, outside not to go on that, but is that true? Because Brian O'Neill's already back. Yeah. It, yes. Uh, I, I. You have to. You, he would if you if test you, positive. You have to. You have to test negative twice within um, w- with a day and like like a you know, twenty four hours, right? So he would add a okay. test negative if you're on. If you're unvaccinated, if you're vaccinated, it's five days. yes, correct. It's five correct. days automatically. Okay. But I think when he, when we've heard the news, that was wasn't that Friday? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was Thursday. Yeah, I can't remember. It was late in the week. I remember because Mania didn't even get all the first team reps. 
like that week. So I, I just knew that we were in some trouble and, and, you know, people were up, up in arms about it again. I don't want to get into a vaccination talk here. That's not what I'm here to do. Regardless, we're missing our best player um, in terms of best quarterback, I should say. And for the life of me, I cannot understand why we decided to go with Sean Mannion. I understand, I guess, the fact that he has a better grasp of the playbook. He's been with the team for the last few years. Um, you know, but when, when you're when you're going against a team in the cold that um, is relentless after the passer with a weak offensive line, you're going to put yourself in position that a, a statue of a quarterback. And 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 I'll I'll say this: outside of that one run Mannion had, where it looked like he was pulling a semi tire behind him as he was running, <laughs> like he is he made it Kirk Cousins look athletic. And we all know how athletic – I mean, and, and and when I say athletic, I'm trying to put it in perspective of an NFL player, right? Like, obviously, Kirk's yeah. more athletic than any of us. But from an NFL perspective, he's not athletic, right? So, um, so, so Sean Mannion made Kirk like athletic. So you have a statue back there who basically – I think where I, I've learned where Kirk Cousins had uh, learned to – you know, because – Sean Manning was brought in to be a to be kind of like a mentor coach, uh, kind of you know second coach, mm-hmm. QB coach to Kirk Cousins, and I think I learned where Kirk Cousins learned to check the ball down so much. It's yeah. Sean Manning. I mean, that dude was checking the ball down all game long. He he finally took a couple shots near the end. Obviously, when we had to, it was already out of reach. Um, but I mean, it was just a pathetic game. It was pathetic offensive scheming, offensive game plan. Um, I don't understand. I mean, again, Mond got in for three plays, almost threw a pick six. Again, throughout the game, if you have a player with Mond's abilities, not his skills or his skill set, not his like, you know, mental, so to speak, but he's going to be able to run around. He's going to be able to scramble. He's going to be able to create a little bit more. And I'm not saying he's going to execute like, but if you're able to kind of scramble around a little bit and allow your really good receivers and, you know, Jefferson, Osborne, Didi, you know, to to utilize that time to get open. It's hard to cover for that long. You might have been able to create a few more opportunities downfield. Um, and then plus, you know, have to worry about the rush uh, that Mond brings as well as Dalvin. And then that brings me to my next point. We did not. I mean, I'll typically I bash Zimmer for saying, hey, we need to run the ball more. We need to run the ball more. We did not run the ball enough in this game. You do not have. If you're going to trap Sean Manning out there, you're not supposed to have him throw as much as he did. Like you're supposed to hand the ball off to Dalvin, create some unique schemes. Let's get some motions. Let's get some uh, jet sweeps. Let's get some opportunities. But you need to keep the the defense kind of on their heels, but still be able to effectively run the ball. We weren't able to do that. I think they were trying to throw to open up the run, which just isn't what we do and it's not the skill set Mannion has. I think you can do that with Kirk. But um overall offensively is awful. Defensively, I know we ended up letting up a lot of points by the end of the game. We have a we had a hell of a first half. I mean I thought they played well. I think they held them to six points in the first quarter or maybe three no, in the first half. quarter. It was three in the first uh, quarter, then three more quarter. Right before half. They stopped No, them. no, no they they, they scored a Four touchdown points. at half. Okay, they, they, but they scored. Them, they stopped them four times in a row. Yeah, yeah, the exactly. Offense went like, three and out. I think five times in a row. Right. Yeah. It, it's 
Yeah, exactly. You're right, Dave. Yeah. So like, I think our defense did their part, at least in the first half. And again, you needed them to, you needed them to do that all game. If we were going to have a chance, because Sean Mannion didn't give us one, unfortunately. So pretty pathetic game. Um, I, I, I was very frustrated. I, Matt, you and I might need to talk about this tonight. Uh, I know you're a big Zimmer guy. I, I am too. I, I like. Sure I, I like. I, I like Zimmer. Um, but when your job's on the line, which it was, and you're leaving it up, like in the, the 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 analogy that I use is he did death by a thousand cuts instead of just taking a shot and and getting and getting blown up, right? Like. He, he went with Sean Mannion, who gave you zero chance, but it was a slow bleed because whatever. At least if you went with Mond or if you tried something innovative in that sense, you maybe get an opportunity where you strike gold. And he didn't give himself an opportunity to do that. He, he, he laid the $5 table minimum bet every hand that game instead of trying to hit a jackpot with Mond. And I'm not saying it would have worked. Probably isn't. The casino, that's where they make their living, is off of people who try to hit the jackpot and lose right away. But And then they go back to the ATM and try again and try again, right? He could have done that with Mond. He didn't. I, I felt like that was just a sad move by, by Zimmer and a sad way for him to go out um, with this team. Hey, man. I think he, he, he deserved better. He to go out on Sunday with Kirk. So <laughs> not Which is a whole other issue. A whole other issue. <laughs> Well, I mean, we we can talk about about the Zimmer thing because it, I, I I had it in the show notes as something to talk about. Is Sunday's game going to be Zimmer's last game as the head coach of the Vikings? I I think the fan base is probably like two thirds yes, get rid of him, and then the other third is probably like even still split. Like, yeah, I could go either way. He probably should go. Um, but you know, Chad Graff of the Athletic released something today. He said the Wilfs. Uh, we're going out and and having a meeting to talk about potential scenarios after the season, whether that's you know replacing Rick Anzim, keeping one or the other, you know, however it goes. Um, so yeah, do you think, Dave? I'll, I'll leave this to you because uh, I I know Ryan's thought on it, and uh, and he can, he can chime in here too. But I think people can kind of figure out where he would go with this answer. But I don't know if I know specifically what you're feeling, Dave. I mean. You're an offensive line kind of guy. You mm-hmm. played fo- football. You like that kind of like tough, aggressive nature in mm-hmm. football, and Zimmer brings that. So what do you think? Do you think Sunday is kind of a game where it's probably his last, or are you in favor of, of trying to, to see if it'll work one more year? I believe, and I've always liked Mike Zimmer, and Jason will tell you I've always been his biggest advocate out of the climbing a pocket group. Um but this year, I've had enough. I think he's stale. He's lost his fastball. Um, it's time to move on. There is argument, and I've put it forth before, there is a logical argument that if you got, and one of Chad Graff's, I think it was five options, is you get rid of Spielman, keep Zimmer, get a new GM, have them work together, That might, and get rid of Kirk. Uh, Kirk... Kirk's Kirk, you saw the stat that prior to Kirk, we won almost 40% against winning teams. After Kirk, it was just barely above 20% against winning teams. He and Kirk have not gone along. It's obvious. Everson Griffin said he didn't like him. Uh, talking today on the thread, you had uh, um, 
a former tight end. Um, I'm blanking. Place for the Giants. Kyle, um, Kyle Rudolph. Kyle oh, Rudolph, Rudolph. Thought he's an ass. You know, it's there's there's that part of it. Now yeah. we know that the Wolves have relationships with both Zimmer and Spielman. Spielman's been there for 16 years, right? Twice as long as Zim, and they may. And there's been the pointing, the finger pointing. You saw it at the beginning of this season. Uh, Zim going, hey, I can't make this. I need, we're top heavy. That was this season, right? When they got Kirk, it was, uh, we can't afford this and keep everything else up, right? And that was four years ago. It's, there's, it all depends on what mood they are and what advice the Wills get. If Zim stays and Spielman's gone and Kirk's gone, that would be an interesting type fit because Zim problem with Zim he's Zim's he handles some of the de- the responsibilities of being a head coach just fine, right? Other parts he does not. He tends to get myopic on his defense and neglect the offense. As a head coach, it should be all about making the entire team better and focusing on the entire team. And he could take his Defensive knowledge should help the new quarterback, whoever that is, become a better quarterback and be able to read and say, hey, if you see this, it means we're playing four high. If you see this, it means we're man, right? Whatever it is. But I don't. I think we're beyond that point. We're at the point of fire everybody. It's been a disaster. Just get rid of everybody. And that was one of the choices, you know. Yeah. Get rid of Spielman. Get rid of Zim. Trade um, cousins is probably the way it's going to go. Question is, what happens to Spielman by getting rid of him? Is he promoted to some cushy job, advisor job, where he does not have final say, or is he released entirely? I don't know. I we won't find out probably till Monday. Uh, I read that the. Wilfs are going to get together and decide on a plan either Saturday or Sunday before the game. So they'll have in mind what's going to happen. But um, Um, I'd like to chime in here a little bit uh, on the the Zimmer front. Um, Because, again, Matt obviously prefaced the fact that he kind of knows where I'm at, uh, which is true. I mean, I think we all know where I'm at here. And it's not it's not really necessarily Zimmer that I I dislike because I really do like Zimmer. I think he's a heck of a head coach. I think he had a lot of shit he had to deal with over the last, you know, six years that he's been the head coach here or eight years or whatever it's been. Um, and, and 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 he's had a battle and, and I appreciate that for it uh, for him. Where I guess I have um, issues, so to speak, is we let a lot of really good talent from an uh, from a from a coaching staff perspective go throughout this time here, and more specifically on the on, on the on the defensive side. Um, Jerry Gray, he's killing it for the uh, for the Packers right now. He's he's made that defensive secondary a really for, formidable defensive secondary, right? Like, I mean, you you got. 
uh, Alexander. You got um, you know the the the, the surge of uh, what's what's the guy's name? You got Chandon Sullivan, but the the kid they picked up in the middle of the year who's just lights out. He got the final pick against the the, the Cardinals in that game. I forget who it is. Um, and then their safety duo is pretty darn good. So Jerry Gray, is that who you're talking? About? Rizul, Rizul Douglas. That's right. Um, obviously, yeah. he wasn't able to. He wasn't able to ever make anything out of Kevin King. Uh, early returns on Eric Stokes is meh, but who knows? He's still a rookie. Um, but Jerry Gray was a very, very integral part of this defensive staff that was not retained some way. Uh, some way. Uh, George Edwards, similarly, very competent, good, strong defensive coordinator for us. And he was let go, and he went on to do some really good things for some other teams. And I look at that as, okay, I know I, I get a lot of coaches like to kind of stick to owning whatever they're really good at. But if you keep some of those guys around, I think this team's in a much different spot. If Zim acts as a true head coach, a la John Harbaugh, right, who obviously he, he gets involved with in every aspect – but he doesn't overindulge in any aspect, at least from what we know. Yeah. And look at that staff. Look at that staff and how well that they turn out teams. I know they're likely going to miss the playoffs this year, but like they've had some bad luck with injuries and with health and all that stuff. But you know, you, you look at that 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 franchise in general, the Ravens, is a franchise you look at and you're like, gosh, I want to emulate that at some point. They're innovative. They're cutting edge. They have a phenomenal GM. They have a great head coach. They're, you know, they, they retain their offense and defensive staff for the most part. Um, and, and they really do a great job. And, and, and I look at that and say, okay, Zimmer, could we have done that? Could we have retained Jerry Gray? Could we have retained George Edwards? Um, you, you look at some of the, you know, coaches he's fired. Obviously, Filippo was a disaster, but uh, Stavansky hired away. Um, uh, Shermer hired away. But and Norv retired, so I mean, I guess he, you know, offensively he just kind of got a trash pick of the litter, so to speak. Uh, but hiring Clint like, that's kind of been his know, status like, quo, right? Like, like that's that has like whatever you think about Mike Zimmer, his tenure here as head coach can be qualified as unlucky. Yeah. No matter like he. No matter what what season it was, something unlucky happened. And maybe you look at last year, you know, maybe last year wasn't unlucky. It was just poor planning. That might be the only exception to, to his eight years here in Minnesota. And the fact that he had to, to deal with, you know, COVID being a thing in the NFL last season for the first time. Well, not really understanding the protocols. Injuries last year, too. Yeah, but but even Zimmer alluded to it after the season last year that they probably planned poorly in like oh, yeah. letting some of their veteran leadership walk out um, and not trying re- retain them. Uh, but you know, overall, Zimmer's tenure here has been unlucky. Now, I will. I'm, I'm not oblivious to the fact. I obviously want Zimmer back. I think that he is a good coach. I do still think he's a good leader. Uh, but I I can agree, especially with Dave when he says. Zimmer's lost his fastball. I don't know if he's necessarily – I think he's still smart, and I, th- I think he still knows how to beat NFL teams. I just – I don't think he has a passion for it right now. I think he's so beat down. He's been so unlucky that it's just like he's just having a hard time 
becoming passionate about what he was so good about. And it's it's hard, right? You 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 teach and you preach these players week in and week out for the last eight years, only to see these new guys come in and they can't, you know, pick up your defensive scheme. They're, they're you know they're they're not playing sound gaps. They're you know they're trying to do too much, and then you're also like frustrated because rookies aren't progressing. Or you know, one of your top corners last year, you know, had off field issues, and now you just lost a first round pick, like. I think it's just it's just all kind of come to a head, and you know whether or not I want him to be back. I, I do I do feel a change is probably necessary for all parties involved, whether it is you know for Zimmer personally or just the team as a whole. I think I think I've seen it in the chat here. I think the message is lost. I don't think he's quite reaching these new guys how he used to. I think he's obviously got Harrison's ear, he's got Barr's ear, and he's got Kendrick's right. Uh, and probably Daniil Hunter as well. So he's got his four like original guys that really will will go to bat for him. But the rest of them, I mean, they weren't here in the golden years, right? When, when this defense was dominant, they don't. I don't know if they really are buying into what Zimmer is trying to put down on the defensive side of the ball. And then Ryan, you touched on it too, right? Offensively, Zimmer has never been hands on with the offense. We've seen it maybe this year for the first time when his job's on the line. He started to meet with. Kirk Cousins weekly to kind of talk about. That's something that probably should have happened sooner because I know he did it with and I Sam think he Rathman. was. I know he did it with Teddy. I, there you go. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know he. I know he did it in the past. So I just think that you know when we look back at the last four years, specifically when Kirk Cousins gets here, and it's not to shit on Kirk Cousins by, by any means, but when when Kirk Cousins arrived, Rick Zim and Kirk, whether they liked it or not. They were tied at the hip, and they were gonna. They were either gonna soar together or sink together. And unfortunately, here we are, four years later, and with Sunday looming, it looks like they're all about to sink. Well, and you look at Zimmer as the kind of the oracle, right? I mean, he called us from day one that you know you go and spe- spend all that money on a high priced quarterback, I'm gonna get fired, and that's what happened because he needed. His calling card was that defense, and he wasn't able to maintain that high level of defense with that high-priced quarterback. And again, this isn't Kirk's fault. Like It's not his fault that we offered him a contract that was lucrative to him that he accepted. Like It, it just it is what it is. But in reality, what we needed to do in Zim's mind, and probably is, you know, I think a lot of us would have agreed is you, you maybe keep one of those two or three guys from that 2017 quarterback room. Again, this is not, and, and this, my words will get twisted, right? This is not me saying case Teddy or Sam Bradford is better than Kirk. They're not better than Kirk. With that being said, if we keep one of uh, one of those guys and draft still a quarterback, wise, Bradford was, but anyways, well, yeah, right. I mean, from a health perspective, Bradford can't stay healthy. But, yes, you're right. I think Bradford's one of the best peer passers I've ever seen. But um, go, going back, like you you keep one of those guys, bet on them to kind of mentor and coach up a rookie. And that rookie class, the quarterback that would have been left over from us in the first round was Lamar Jackson. Again, doubtful that that would have worked with the offensive staff we had or whatever. But – 
again, and, and then they had second, third round picks that they could have went with whoever. But mm-hmm. that's probably the route that should have happened. Zimmer would probably be happier. I think the fan base in general would have been happier in, in one of those situations. Um, and, and yeah, it's it, it's just crazy. Wayne, uh, Wayne Wynn. You you come up with a lot of good points here. Sorry, we're not trying to neglect the chat here. I, you guys have all put in a lot of great commentary in here and questions, and we'll get to some of them here in a little bit. But um, it, it, you're right; it's it's not yeah, Kirk's put, fault put for getting off of the contract, the but it's it's but it's also it's also like I, I don't want to put blame on anyone because if you're Rick, I understand why you did what you did. If you're Kirk, of course you're going to just take. You're, you're going to take the best situation mixed with the most money, which, again, I think the Jets offered him more money, but he knew this was a better situation, right? So I get why Kirk came here. I get why Rick did the deed, but I also understand what Zim was saying. And with all those three combined, it just is an unfor- it was an unfortunate um, combination of factors that all went in at the same time that just didn't work for the, for the trio. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I, I think we're all on the same page, right? I think I think what makes this topic so sensitive amongst Viking fans is we all care about this team so much, and we just we wanted to see it work, right? We were in the NFC Championship game, and we were led to believe that Kirk Cousins would be that missing piece. That's that's the that's what we were sold on, and it didn't happen, and that's frustrating. And I get that. Like, I, I feel the same way. I I had to watch my favorite player leave because he became so frustrated and now he's having a great time over in Buffalo like it's just it's sad how these four years have gone because this is a group that I think we all could have probably got behind it and and been happy if they won a Super Bowl and now we're left to to kind of pick up the pieces potentially right we're, we're speaking in uh, hypotheticals I guess we don't know what will happen there's a chance that Zim stays, there's a chance that Rick stays, there's a chance that Kirk stays um, for one more year or longer. Hell, today he said he'd like to be a, a Viking for life. So uh, we'll, we'll get I more. I wonder if anybody in- asked him, would he do that if he uh, took a pay cut of $20 million a season? <laughs> I think that. And, and, and the, the issue with that, though, is, is that he's not a $20 million quarterback, though. And that's the hard part. Well, that, that, that. Like, He's worth more than twenty mil. He's worth it. He's worth more than thirty mil. He is. It's just that we. It doesn't work for our team the way it's structured. If we came in and we had a, um, if we had like a real like, if if we were the Browns, even right, if we were the Browns and we had a team that's loaded and stacked, and I, I, and he comes in for Baker Mayfield. Maybe we can sell them on the fact that they probably could do what they need to do to get to a Super Bowl or a deep playoff run. But that was the good the good of Bills. We were sold, and it didn't happen with actually one of the same coaches too, right? So, but Kirk right. was probably the most effective under Stefanski than he has been over any coach that he's had here too. So that kind of also plays into it. But um, <laughs> but but we're Amen, not Joseph. we're not them right now. <laughs> We're not there right now. We're not even close to to being that competitive. We have a top heavy roster. We're losing like seven, six, seven starters on defense. 
because they're on one-year contracts. Yeah. They're not even that good anyway. I mean, I don't even know why we're like upset about losing Breland, who has already gone, but um, and Mackenzie Alexander and, and Xavier Woods played okay this year. But like, we're 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 in a tough spot here where we can't just be able to pay him. 25 30 million dollars and have it work because we don't have all the rest of the pieces to to afford that you know what i mean like it it, so it just doesn't make sense i'm gonna pause this conversation because we have so many weeks of off season to (laughs) to talk about this even more and and that is something else we need to figure out is how we want to roll through this this off season but there is still a game this week um Zimmer has said he's he's yeah. Well, is it meaningless because Zimmer's trotting out the starters? So, uh, but I, I did want to. Zimmer keep, wants to I, say he has never had a ten loss <laughs> season. I do want to. Yeah, that's probably a fair point. Um, I do want to to get your guys' thoughts on like what can we look forward to on Sunday? Like if if you're if you're going to watch the game, if you're going to go to the game. Like, what is something that we should be watching for um, and looking forward to? I'm trying to instill the, some optimism in this in this uh, conversation. I was going to say, what do we hear <laughs> coming out of the stands? Um, but part of that will be muffled yeah. because they just put out today that everybody's got to be masked. Well, they might want to dub the uh, – they might, they might want to reach into their back pocket from last year and pull out the, the crowd noise. Uh, just so we don't have to hear Fire Zimmer or the Boo Birds that come out eventually. I mean, I, I just Why don't understand the point. The, practice, Andrew. I just don't understand the point of um, playing the starters this week. Like, I'm not saying we need to like intentionally tank. That's not what I'm saying because I am not really a, ever a compo- uh, proponent of tanking. But well, there's Raymond no value. Nails it. Better draft selection if you lose. Sure. Yeah. And that's great. I mean, we'll, you know, we, we're going to range anywhere from nine to 14, right? I mean, that, that's probably where we're yeah. going to land, but like, why are we not trying to get a look at what we have on roster that isn't, you know, already established, right? Like, let's see what uh, Amir Smith Marset has. Let's see what um, Kenny Owangu has as a running back. Uh, Kellen Mond, obviously he doesn't look great, but, or at least from what we hear. But like, why wouldn't we want to look at that the, that information, gain data points? Like, for example, let's say Zimmer isn't fired, right? You you said that maybe there's a little little tiny bit of optimism he's not fired, right? Yeah. Why would you not want to prepare yourself as best as possible for next year to say, okay, Kellen Mond has a future or he doesn't? And obviously he made that comment that I see him every day in practice and I know what I have in him. Is maybe that's good enough for him, and and that's fine. But we don't see what he has in practice, and and us as fans want to see that. We want to see the progression, and if there is any. But like we have all this talent that was poured in over the last couple of drafts that aren't playing. Chaz Surratt, I haven't seen a snap out of him this year, he was, uh, and no, he was a he, third round pick. He played. Did he play a little bit early? And then he did not play. He did not play defensive snaps. But they do see him on, you know, every day of the week, like he said. Yeah, I don't care about like like the the issue for me is as a fan, I want to see see him is not what the coach focuses on. The coach focuses on how are we going to who are we going to put out there? How are we going to scheme him for the best chance of winning? That's it. I'm not. I'm not. I I, 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 I understand you here, Ryan. 
No, I, I understand I that, be- and and I'm okay <laughs> if I'm in the minority here. My issue is is that I buy not, season tickets the to the. Well, in this chat, I am probably, but yeah. I buy season tickets to the Vikings. I go and spend my hard earned money every like every year. I pour in a couple thousand dollars a year just to watch this team. Thank you, Steven. And there's thousands of people that do that, right? Thousands of people that buy Thanks, these Steven. season tickets. And us as fans, I think, I mean, I'm not sitting here saying we deserve a say in it, but like, I want to see what the future of this team is. I don't want, I know what we have. We have a losing team. We are already going to have a losing record. I already know what Kirk Cousins is. I know what, uh, you know, I, I know what all these guys bring. And then, and then to add the injury risk. Okay. What if Kirk Cousins tears out his knee this game or Justin Jefferson blows out an Achilles? That, that already ruins your 2022 season because they're not so, going to come back into that fast enough. I have, I have two, a, a couple counterpoints and I'll see if I can get through both of them. The first one is you, you're obviously a season ticket holder, right? I wish I was a season ticket holder. Hopefully someday. Hopefully someday, as I <laughs> yell back to my wife. Um, but wouldn't you want to see the best product out on the field, right? Like you're paying. Like we just got rid of a preseason game, and now you're you guys are clamoring for another one because you want to see these guys play. And and I get it, right? Like we want to see the future. We are the fans. We are locked in this hell every single year. We want a glimpse of what we have behind the starters. I get that. But there is literally no incentive, none, for Mike Zimmer, regardless if he's here or not next year, to play uh, or at least start, I should say. Maybe at some point throughout the game you'll see some backups, but there's no reason to just call this game a wash because when you think about it, he sees, I mean, he already alluded to it. He got ripped apart for the way he approached it, but he sees these guys every single day in practice, one game against a shitty Bears team is not going to make or break an evaluation. It's the only thing it's going to do is satisfy a fan base desperate and praying that Kellen Mond is something more than what we think he is, which as, as of this moment, as of today, all we know about Kellen Mond is that he's ass. That could change, but that's just, that's just what we know. And that's that's sure, my I, reason for not and, and I agree backups out there. And I agree with you to a certain extent. Like, yes, of course we want to see quality product, but the quality product that we put out there has lost us nine games or eight games or whatever it is, right? Nine games, right? So they've already lost us nine games. They've already gotten us out of playoff contention. So I've seen what I need to see in out of that. Like I it, it, that's over yeah. with now. That see there's no point to play those starters and risk injury. Like we like Again, like I said, if if Justin Jefferson goes out there and he tears a patella, we're done. We're done. Not this. Year. We're already done this year. Now we're done next year because we're without our best receiver. Thielen can't stay healthy anymore. You have KJ Osborne on 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 staff, and that's about it. And what are you going to do? What? Why? So you said there's zero. You said there's zero incentive. You're right. There is zero incentive, but. There's also like the risk reward. And again, it's very unlikely that an injury does happen or a significant injury happens. They don't happen all that often, but it could. And you can, you can make that, you can make that 2% or 3% chance, 0% by 
seeing what you have in some young talent. That's all I'm trying to say is I, I, I was excited about ISM at the beginning of the year. I thought maybe yeah. he would win the, the wide receiver three job. I want to see what he has. He caught a touchdown earlier this year. That's cool. I want to see what else he has. And and I don't want to see Sean Mannion. Like that's just <laughs> Wyatt da- Wyatt Davis. Wyatt Davis had a pretty darn good preseason. And we haven't and, and yeah. Blake Brandles gets against snapped. twos and well, threes. I sure, but Blake Brandles getting snaps over him in, in, in the regular right. season. Right. And he can't beat Dakota Dozier out. So, but but like why? <laughs> like like where is that coming? Like we gotta that see is a it big in action. Question, like, Mark, I gotta, sure. I I gotta see like what the hell? I mean, I never had the super high hopes like uh, for Wyatt Davis, like a lot of fans did. I know a lot. Well, of fans I did. I thought he was going to be able to take that next step and be the guard we yeah. wanted. He had the strength. Yeah, a lot. Um, he had the yeah. ability, especially the year before he came into the not his senior year, but his junior year. Um, yeah. No, it it looked promising. But there are players that hit the NFL that are very, very good in college, and they just flame out. You can list tons of Heisman winners that just don't make it. You can name some first-round drafted quarterbacks that are crap, right, and just don't make it. It's same goes with linemen. There's some that just can't make that transition, and for some reason he seems to be one of them. One of it, part of it is poor choices. He came in overweight for a guard and out of shape, right? You can be overweight, but you can't be out of shape. He was out of shape when he came to camp. That instantly puts you in the doghouse, right? Now you've got to work twice as hard to get out of it. He's never done that. He hasn't done it to where he can move up anywhere up the um, depth chart. He's played... A, do- a dozen or two snaps on special teams, and he can't make it off of that, right? And that's limited. It's There's something yeah. wrong there. And, yes, I wanted him to be big, and I want to start. We're all talking about, hey, by game six, he's going to win that starting job, and it's all going to be great, and our line so improved, and our line is a little bit improved this year, but he never scratched the surface. And that right. that is that is worrisome. Why was David Yankee? That? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> David, David Yankee, Yankee was a great player. Yeah, has had a better. No, I know, career. but it, that name is just so funny because I, it, it is very similar. But it's just a name I have I've completely erased from my memory. So, well, think of David another Yankee, one. Willie Beavers. He He's starting. Well, this week. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, that's gross. Um, real, real <laughs> quick here, you know, I we, we talked about uh, the you know earlier in the show the fans, and you know we we got on our tangents, and that's great. Some of the fans yeah. or fans, the, the the people here watching the show, I really appreciate you guys all. Uh, you you put some questions out here. I want to ta- talk about one real quick because obviously I have a close connection to this player, at least I in my heart. Cliff, oh, Clifford, Cliff, Clifford, a while ago, and I and I scrolled back up to find it because I wanted to make sure I answered this. Clifford had uh, posed a question: Browns call the Vikings, and they want to swap Mayfield and, and Kirk Cousins plus their first, and I think we have to give up a third. Would you do it? Did you, did you did you pay him to put that in there? Because that is too close to what we've been talking about. In other you know, chats, no, I literally, I literally didn't. He literally just offered that out there, and it's been out uh, in the Twitter. And, and 
people have talked about. And, and yeah, I mean, of course, you know, you look at the teams that need a, you look at teams that maybe need a quarterback, right? You got like the Steelers, right? They they have a quarterback retiring. They have a good oh, team true. outside of the quarterback. You have the Browns, great team, poised for a uh, playoff run or a Super Bowl run. Need a quarterback. Um, obviously, I think they have a quarterback, but he's been injured all year. Um, you know, you got the Broncos, uh, Panthers, even have a decent defense. Like you got all these teams. So we look at the Browns. We we talk about this in the climb in the pocket, like group chat, and and then Matt and I and Miles and and one of our other buddies who have a kind of a smaller group chat. We talked about this exact scenario today, um, and I think most of us are on board. I think you know if you can get a first round pick in uh, coming back to you for Kirk Cousins, and then of course you can get a, a quarterback with Baker Mayfield's talent and, and pedigree. Again, he obviously he played awful this year. He it was his worst season as a pro. He's he did not show season. up. He, but yeah, but and you look at the last three quarters of last season for the guy. Played, I think he was like a, a graded out as like a top six, top seven quarterback. And then you go and you look at the Kansas City game, and he lit up Kansas City and played really well. And then against Houston, at the beginning of that game, he like completed like nine for nine or eight for eight or something like that. And then he went down with an injury. And ever since then, he's just – he had a couple peaks but a lot of valleys. Um, I would absolutely do that. You have your fifth-year option for him that he's going to play under next year. As, as uh, Miles Gorham had said uh, in, in our chat, you have the ability at that point then to franchise him. So let's say next year he plays great, and then you go and franchise him to make him prove it, and then you can give him a big contract. That's great. I mean, that, that puts us in a position to have an opportunity. And then in the meantime, you can still go and draft a guy or two mm-hmm. and see what they have. If you want to draft somebody this year, a Malik Willis, um, you know, uh, Kenny Pickett. I, I know some people are really high in Carson Strong. I need to look, you know, do some more diving into his tape. You know, there's some talent at quarterback that's not super high end, but it's not always the super high end talent that ends up being great NFL quarterbacks. Tom Brady's a good example. Russell Wilson. I mean, there's a lot of examples out there of guys who aren't picked one, two, three, four, five who end up being great talents. Um, I, I absolutely would go that route if it, if it was an option. I don't think it ever will be. I don't think that anyone's going to get – not anyone. I don't think that the the Browns and their front office are dumb enough, so to speak, to give us a first-round pick for Kirk Cousins, all well knowing that they're going to have to pay him a massive contract extension um, because he's playing on a uh, $35 million cap hit for them. Uh, however, you know, I think it's possible that – if that was a possibility, I absolutely would do it, Clifford. Raymond, uh, at least every I other year. I agree with with Ryan. I agree with what Dave just responded to to Raymond as well. Um, there are there are a few questions in here, and we we said that we'd get to them. So if if you have more, keep uh, keep firing them in there, and we will try to to answer them. Um, I want to talk about uh, Nicholas's question. Will the gritty stay in Minnesota after the fifth year option? Uh, I don't want to, you know, cast doubt on the future of Justin Jefferson here. Uh, but historically speaking, when it comes to our star wide receivers outside of Adam Thielen, um, they have all left. And uh, it's, we've seen Randy Moss make his way out of town. We've seen Sidney Rice make his way out of town. We've seen, 
Percy Harvin Percy makes his Harvin. way out of town. We've seen, we have, we've seen Stefan Diggs make his way out of town. I think these next few years are going to be very pivotal for the future of Justin Jefferson. I do think he'll probably sign a contract extension because why wouldn't he? The Vikings can give him a, a boatload of money. But I, I think maybe shortly after that, um, it depends he could be, on he who's could be gone. here and what the organization is like. If, if, exactly. If who's we he? land a star quarterback that feeds him daily um, every game, he's he'll be not happy. going anywhere. Yeah. Um, yep. When yep. you mention Randy Moss or um, Percy Harvin, Sidney Rice, Wright, I mean they are Percy, and then you have um, our boy here, Diggs, Diggs, Diggsy. There is, there's always been some bad quarterback and bad offensive calling, something bad that's happened. So yeah. if that bad doesn't happen, then you're golden, and that's what we hope that with a new regime coming in if the Wilfs yeah. make the correct decisions and we get lucky because there is luck in football um, that we can have him a long time. We can have him hopefully his whole career and he sets all sorts of NFL records, goes to the Hall of Fame. But it depends yeah. on how things change. Before I JJ needs his Joe Burrow. Yeah. Like look how yep. happy Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase look. If you I, get I, that tandem, Higgins, oh my goodness! If you get like, that tandem, that offense, oh. you can flourish. I mean, you look at that offense; um, they got Chase Higgins, Mixon, like yeah, Tyler it's Boyd cool. isn't even talked about anymore. He would be a well, I guess he'd be our third receiver too, probably. But like, I mean, you they got Still, some man, talent cool. on that offense. Uh, hey, Dan Hanneman, he he put a, a comment in here. Of course, any comment is going to come with any Oklahoma ties in an address. Um, he said <laughs> we should have drafted Creed, Creed Humphrey instead of Mon and Wyatt Davis. Um, I 100% agree. I was banging the table for it. We all know that I was banging the table for Creed Humphrey. And when the, I realized that uh, – I. Day two of the draft, I, I was off running errands or something, and I'm like watching it on my phone. I'm like, how is Creed Humphrey still on the board? And it was like the end of the second round almost. I'm like, trade up, trade up, trade up, trade up, trade up. We didn't. And now he is what? The best graded football uh, center in football. And um, they have a they have a staple in that offense for four years. And likely they'll extend him for 10, 15 years. And yeah, I mean, we all we all knew it. We all knew well, that that was going to be there. So come draft time, Who's the- you were on the you guys were on the live draft show, and I remember you pounding the table. Uh, next time we might listen. Maybe the Vikings will listen. I'm telling uh, you guys, I should be a GM or something. I, I you know, I hit on Jalen Johnson, the Saints Kree guard. Humphrey. Who's the uh, Saints which, guard that we missed out on? Or was it a center back then too? McCoy. Uh, oh, Eric that was McCoy. that was Eric McCoy. That's a center, uh, and then they also drafted yeah. Caesar Ruiz, who I liked a lot. Um, yeah, they've hit a lot on their their offensive line drafts. Yeah, um, I think our uh, one of our favorite uh, people, Mary, asked us a question here, and so I, I'll let us each go through one of these quick. Um, I'll go first because everyone knows my answer. But uh, of the, of the three choices, which one would you stick with if you just can pick one? Kirk, Zim, or Spielman? Uh, for me, I'm picking Zimmer. Uh, I think he's been horribly unlucky. Spielman has had 
you know, 12 plus years to figure his shit out. And he, he just hasn't quite done it. The 2015 draft class is still kind of carrying him along. Uh, and he, in my opinion, lucked into Justin Jefferson because the Eagles butchered that. Uh, and Kirk, you know, good quarterback makes too much. So, Ryan, what do you think? If I had to pick one. Um, well, see, just that's, one. That's just it. Yeah, if I had to just pick one, that's tough. Because um, I, 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 I'm ready to move on say, from all of them. I would pick I Spielman. I'd I pick uh. Spielman. I don't care if you clip this. I'll pick Spielman. Um, <laughs> but I hope if we pick Spielman, it's in the form of a demotion to like, yeah, some advisor role. Because I don't, I don't want. I, I'm ready for a whole new change. But well, both, uh, I'll guess Spielman. Both Spielman and. Zimmer will be paid next year and into the following year. Whether they're right. earning a paycheck or not, they're getting paid because of their contracts. Because of their contracts, yeah. So, I you know, I, I I'll take Spielman, I guess, just given the fact that he, um, you know, just we need a new voice in the locker room. I think, I think Zimmer's position is the most important of them all. I mean, quarterback is the yeah. most important, but like, but like Zimmer, Z- head coach can really drive a culture change. And uh, I I love it, Wayne. I I, I love it. Uh, But like, you know, the head coach really drives how well the team progresses and not progresses. I mean, you see it year in and year out with all these different coaches. And, you know, if you have, if you have a great uh, coach, you can really move forward, you know, move mountains. And uh, I just, Zim's had that opportunity. He's been unlucky with that opportunity, but he's had the opportunity. Mountains were not moved, um, and, and it's time to move yeah. on. Dave, what are your I thoughts? I agree with Wayne. Option E, none of the above. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> they all need to um, it's, they're all, it's all their fault. Um, yeah. Uh, GMAC asked a question earlier. He said, who do you want for GM? I'm going to I'm going to leave you guys with some suspense there. Uh we will dive into that next week. I think I want to kind of see where the chips fall. I don't want to speculate about something uh a little bit more prematurely. What were you deucing on there, Ryan? Oh, I was to say maybe two. I'm not going to be a part of the show next week. I apologize. Uh, I'll be in Disney and I'm not going to tell me live on, on air. You got to send I'm us some miss- clips of you screaming going down the kitty uh Roller coaster. <laughs> that Wednesday, we're going to be at a Hollywood studio. So we'll be on the uh, Rise of the Resistance ride at some point. Oh, that's so maybe be I can fun. clip that. Oh. Yeah, it should be good. Yeah, Being yeah, shot Brandon's at by Yeah, Brandon's a big fan of that one. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I have some GM candidates in mind. I, I know uh, whoever uh, fills in for me next week likely will as well. But if you don't cover it next week, uh, in two weeks, I can uh, I can help dive into that as well. Oh, and that's going to be an interesting question coming up too. Will the Wilfs hire a GM and allow the GM to pick the coach, or will the Wilfs pick a coach and then a GM and tell them to work together, or a GM and then the coach and tell them, hey, Tough it up. We're picking both of you guys. Now you got to make it work. That's going to be an interesting question. We find out hopefully next week. So, and, and yeah, in my I, opinion, I, I think that's a tough that's a tough situation because I think if we do move on from Zimmer, 
I, I'm I'm a relatively big believer that a GM should pick a coach because as we've seen it play out in front of our eyes, it's very important for those two to be very locked in together. And if they're not, 100%. it creates issues. So, but if we move on from Spielman, we need to find a GM like right, like yesterday, because we don't have a lot of time before a lot of these head coaches, the candidates that maybe are intriguing are going to start being picked off. So right, we're going uh, to yeah. really, we're going to really need to do it right away. I'll take Chicago. Yeah, I'll you, take this. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. You've got to move quick uh, on, on all your decisions, which I think is why they're meeting preemptively, right? Like they want to make sure they're meeting before this game. And they're they're going to hit the ground running um, on on Sunday night after after the game. Dave, I sent you a um, a picture ah, there it is. over mm-hmm. over Twitter, uh, and I wanted for those who are watching tonight. Um, I, I wasn't on last week; we didn't have a show, uh, but I wanted to show everybody uh, what my parents got me, which oh. I will start drinking from as soon as I I start partaking again. Um, <laughs> So we'll just wait for Dave. It's going to take a while. I got to go to original post, which it's not going to allow me to do. Damn it! Uh, Well, if it doesn't work, then we'll figure it out for maybe next week. We'll do it next week. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I mean, do you guys have any like questions? I, I I don't know. I think I think this was a great show. I had a great time. We love the interaction in the side in the comments. Yeah. Now. I wanted to ask people in the comments, have you been enjoying the Vikings Daily Sit Rep that Jason and I have started to put out this week in earnest? You eventually see other folks from Climb in the Pocket do it when Jason and I take a day off or two. Um, Has that been beneficial? It's a recorded show, usually goes up in the afternoon around lunchtime, somewhere in there. And... uh, you know, Dave, I did Hope see some people it. comment earlier uh, that that they've that they've enjoyed it. I mean, it was way up at the top, so I mean, we could probably scroll through mm-hmm. the comments. Um, it, it looks like Raymond says he has. Um, it, you know, honestly, it's a great show. I mean, I love it. You yeah. know, you know, it's it's quick, it's good, it's, uh, super good content within it. Um, I'd love to you know be one of the guests on it at some point, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's fun. It's fun. You know, I'm really proud of this team over the last, uh, I don't know. I I've been part of this group for about two years now Uh, in terms of on this show, I've been in part of the group chats and stuff for a little longer, but for on shows and stuff, uh, you know, you guys were dumb enough to let me on air about two years ago. And it's just been such a great experience. Well, yeah, and, and, and you'll continue to, but um, but it's really been such a great experience for me. I think all of the the whole crew from Jason, our fearless leader, to Dave, our fearless. I mean, literally, you know, we're nothing without you, Dave. Um, and, and then everyone in between with Miles and, and Matt and and uh, Yinka, you know, one of the founding members, Jr., who's on the greener pastures with ESPN. Uh, but literally, you know, it's just been such a great crew great experience i think that you know a lot of great content being put out for viking fans who want a uh, you know i'm not going to sit here and say we're you know blowing sunshines and rainbows up your ass because we're not we're never going to be that we like to be relatively real on this show and provide a realistic perspective and sometimes it's not what we want to hear and sometimes we're off base 
And sometimes we're wrong too. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're being genuine and honest. And, and um, I, I think that uh, the, the fans enjoy that. Um, you know, Viking fans, you know, not the fans of the show per se. But, um, and, and, you know, it's just been a great experience. I think everyone does a great job, including you, Matt, even though you're sober. <laughs> um, I want to answer a couple <laughs> questions here real quick. Nicholas, yeah, Drew, and it. Ted are doing their own show. It's called Vikings Report. You can catch it. They have a YouTube channel. You can catch it on YouTube, and they do post it on Bailey Norseman as well. They did leave Climb in the Pocket Network side after last year. They they had a different vision. There's just more humor and slapstick, and you'll see that over there. It's quite entertaining. I'd highly encourage you to go find it and watch it again because it can be very, very fun to watch. And the other question I wanted to answer was Stephen asked, what is SITREP? SITREP is an acronym that's uh, short for Situation Report or Situational Report. And the whole idea of that show or that brief, we hope it to be two to five minutes minimum, you know, up to about 10 max. But we want to hit a highlight of what's happening in the Viking sphere, whether it be on blogs, on news sites, on uh television, wherever there's Viking news, that we can grab at least one item and talk about it with you. Something that you may not have thought about. Something different. And we may get off on a silly side. We may talk about pickle juice and Sean Mannion drinking pickle (laughs) juice um, during the last game. But it's hopefully something that will help you stick to this team throughout Throughout the year, we hope we wanted to do it daily. We may not get to daily quite yet, even though we've gone three days in a row so far. But we want to do that so you have a connection to the team, to us. We want to have a connection with you guys. That's the big deal. And uh, that we keep growing our fandom together. And hopefully there is good times around the corner, right? That we're moving on up. And hopefully in the next regime, we'll see the big house. And we'll be if there is a next contending. Yeah, we'll be contending, (laughs) and we'll be competing for a Super Bowl, and we'll hopefully get our first Super Bowl win before I check out. So that's (laughs) that's what the show is all about. It's just to keep us connected with you guys and connected with the Vikings world because we love it. We we love we. This is the team, as I said on the show, that we want to love, and we're going to try to foster that for everybody. Dave, I got I got one more thing before we before we wrap this mm-hmm. up. Um, Raymond asked if we're going to do you know action reviews on draft picks and whatever. The, the, the off season is is maybe some of my my funnest times with climbing the pocket, um, especially around draft mm-hmm. draft time. We'll, we'll be live that whole weekend as we were last year. If you want to see what that's like, you can head over to our YouTube page and check it out. All those videos are still there, including me and Ryan frustrated that the Vikings didn't trade up for Justin Fields live in the moment. Like we're watching pick after pick uh, for three straight days and it's super fun. Um, and as far as and this show goes, great guests. Yeah, really. We, yeah, we had some great, great guests. guests like, yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll have those guests as well throughout the off season. I mean, last year leading up to the draft, we had 
you know, former defensive back Eric Crocker, who played for the New York Jets. We had Thor Nystrom from NBC Sports Edge. Jordan Reed, now with ESPN, uh, is always kind enough to stop by. Plus people Doogie. like uh, Darren Wilson, Phil Mackey, uh, Matthew Collar, Luke Braun, all your favorites. Um, they'll be Matthew here, and I can Collar. guarantee you that we will get a good chunk of them back. So, And we'll try um, to get Courtney, but there was we tried last year, but there's a deal with a contract that but we're going to try. Yeah, absolutely. So, all your favorite beat right. Thank you, Thanks, everybody. And, and we're gonna we're gonna be around all off season. I'm not gonna sit here and say you know it might not be every week. Obviously, there's gonna be some dead weeks potentially that we end up sitting one out. But you know, Matt and I are gonna try to be here. Uh, obviously, we appreciate everyone watching. We'd love to have you on. You know, even maybe as a guest at times. You know, we'd love to get you know some of the people who are watching involved a little bit here and there um, as we can. Um, it, it's just been a lot of fun. Hopefully, we get some fun guests throughout the off season. I know Doogie had said that he'd be um, able to join us sometime here in January, so that'd be uh, a good opportunity for us to try to lock him in again. Um, and, and so, you know, obviously. I, I, what I provide to the team is a little bit of, you know, uh, draft coverage, right? Like I do a lot of, I do a lot of scouting, like at home couch scouting. So I'm not a no professional or anything like that, but uh, I, I do try to provide some perspective. So uh, I'll be working with the team to try to provide some scouting reports and things like that. Tyler uh, Fornis, who, you know, maybe is a little bit more dedicated to that. Uh, I think this is, you know, his well, career. He's now got uh, the but, gig at USA Today NBC. and NBC. NBC yeah. exactly so you know at some point we'll likely lose him to some of those opportunities so I'll, I'm always going to be here for you I'm never going to be trying to make this a career this is more just a fan that just loves the Vikings and wants to see what's best for us and what's best for us is to draft as many Oklahoma Sooners as possible so uh, let's keep that <laughs> going Dave, let's keep they're good <laughs> Dave, with with that comment there, I think uh, it's time to cut the mic. I think <laughs> I think it's time to end this show. So for everybody in chat, I want to thank you tonight. You were lighting up the comments. If you haven't already, I know some of our fans have alluded to it, but like the video, like our Facebook page, like our Instagram, YouTube. You know, it's all out there. So uh, like and share, and let's uh, enjoy this off season together. And for the last time leading up to a game, Dave, what do we say? Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody. Skull, everybody.